As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. An Erio's original. I was born with a special gift. The ability to mentally transform any situation into the worst case scenario in my own Brain. My therapist calls my gift catastrophizing. And that's why I'm uniquely qualified to scrutinize and analyze history's greatest disasters and find out who's to blame. They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado Smith, and I am the alarmist. everyone. Thanks for tuning into The Alarmist, a comedy podcast where we talk about history's greatest tragedies and figure out who's to blame. Today we're discussing the John Benet Ramsey murder. Here's what you need to know. It is one of the greatest unsolved crimes in history. Where's my child? Police! Deputy coroners brought the body of six-year-old John Benet Ramsey from her upscale home. There's a ransom note here. We have your daughter in our possession. I'd found my precious daughter. I heard him scream. This case started as a kidnapping. We are investigating her death as a homicide. Please, hurry, hurry, hurry. Patsy, Patsy, Patsy. Named after her father, John Benet, and her mother, Patsy, John Benet Patricia Ramsey was born on August 6, 1990, in Atlanta, Georgia. The next year, the family relocated to Boulder, Colorado, where John Benet's father continued to grow his successful computer services company, Access Graphics. From a young age, John Benet began participating in child beauty pageants, winning the titles of America's Royal Miss, Little Miss Colorado, and National Tiny Miss Beauty. Patsy had taken the crown of Miss West Virginia back in 1977, and John Benet wanted to perform after seeing her mother in a reunion pageant. Blue-eyed with bouncy blonde curls and an infectious smile, John Benet's pageant fever was a welcome distraction to the family. In 1992, John's older daughter from a previous marriage died in a car accident. His father died later that year. In 1993, Patsy was diagnosed with advanced ovarian cancer. After several years of intense treatment, Patsy was given a clean bill of health in 1995 and resolved to live life to the fullest. But unimaginable tragedy struck the Ramses once again. In the early morning after Christmas in 1996, 
Patsy walked down the staircase to find a bizarre ransom note scribbled on a page from her notepad. The note demanded $118,000 for the safe return of her daughter. Patsy called 911 and the police searched the home, but did not find any signs of forced entry. As John made arrangements to pay the ransom, friends, family, and the local minister arrived to offer support. With no further instructions from the alleged kidnapper, the Ramses anxiously waited for a call to claim the ransom money. By 1 p.m., a detective asked John Ramsey and his neighbor to search the home, unaccompanied by police. John opened the latched door to the basement to find his daughter's body wrapped in a blanket, her mouth covered with duct tape, a nylon cord wrapped around her wrists and neck, bruised and strangled with a fracture to her skull. John Bonet's hyper-glam pageant photos ran in every newspaper, tabloid, and news segment as the public gawked over beauty pageant culture and the sexualization of young girls. People pointed fingers at John and Patsy and their son Burke, the only people at the home the night of John Bonet's murder. As John Bonet's parents denied any involvement and focused on finding the killer, Boulder investigators made one blunder after another, leading the world to ask, who really killed John Bonet Patricia Ramsey? And how are they getting away with it? Fun facts, aka death stats. John Bonet was six years old when she was killed. She was found the day after Christmas in 1996. The ransom note demanded $118,000, an oddly specific amount that was nearly identical to John Ramsey's Christmas bonus the year prior. As of 2016, Boulder police had processed more than 1,500 pieces of evidence, analyzed more than 200 DNA samples, investigated more than 20,000 tips, and interviewed more than 1,000 people. John Bonet's murder remains unsolved. With us today, we have producer Clayton Early. Hello. Fact checker Chris Smith. Hi. And our very special guest today is actually a return fan favorite. It's actor, writer, Julianne Turkel. Hi, Julianne. Hello. We're Glad to be back. Now, I mean, so much has happened since the death of Elvis, right? Just I mean, yeah. even more <laughs> has happened since the actual death of Elvis. Exactly. Exactly. Um, a lot to cover. Yes. And, <laughs> um, but uh, actually, Lisa Marie Presley sadly passed away Ooh. since we recorded that episode. So actually, you guys laughed at me, but you're right. I was right. Oh, boy. <laughs> yep. Isn't that the perfect way to get started? <laughs> may she rest right. in peace start with yeah. a downer yeah um julianne we as you know we like to start off the show by asking our guests what is something that's recently alarming you what's something that's keeping you up at night um it's something that didn't until i watched a documentary um mh370 i think it was about the missing airplane um that went from Malaysia and I think it was going to Beijing and it was a commercial airline and it disappeared and there's no explanation. Oh, yeah. 
And yeah, and I'm not afraid of flying, but now I'm like, I could just disappear on an airplane. Another thing to worry about. Mm-hmm. Another thing to worry about. There was a, a, a piece, I forget, it might have been written uh, the in the Atlantic, perhaps, uh, but it, it was a, an article about that case. I remember yeah. reading maybe a few years ago, and it was very terrifying. Just the fact that something could just, disappear and yeah it's like very bermuda triangle kind of yes it's been keeping me up at night or just in general disappearing oh (laughs) no one ever finding you and that ties in perfectly to the john benet ramsey case yeah now before we move on i i want to pause and just say that i currently have a helicopter that feels like it's stationed right above our where I'm where Chris and I are recording. So if you hear a helicopter or some police saying uh lock your doors, stay inside. <laughs> don't be alarmed and you don't have to do that. As you know, at least know that we're recording so if anything happens to us, these tapes There's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can it's do. It's already happened. But these tapes will at least have some kind of evidence. Evidence, yes. Yeah. Don't send help. <laughs> It's, no. it's too late. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the time you listen to it, it's too late. But oh my god, John Benet Ramsey. I mean, one of the biggest not it's not a cold case murders, unsolved murders. Uh, I would say of the of our time, of our living time, and so so many players involved and. I I find it I don't know about you guys but very sad. It, it makes mm-hmm. me so sad yeah. to to think about this uh, poor little girl who had a whole life ahead of her and was brutally murdered, and and the killer has never been brought to justice. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And a lot of speculation has um, arisen since this um, this murder. Mm-hmm. I wanted to start off now. First of all. I'm assuming we've all probably watched different documentaries on the case, different yeah. specials. Her, it's just like one of those, this is like one of those famous cases. I just feel like it's known globally for, you know, for whatever reason, it had such attention to it. It's hard to find someone who doesn't know about yeah. the it's, mystery of this case. It's true. And also true of this case is that it remains unsolved, which is what mm-hmm. you said, right? So in this episode, are we going to, finally figure it out i don't know it's up to julianne julianne i mean this is my life goal it's it's up there on the top 10 i don't know what it is about and i love i don't love i i just find it interesting like it makes me want to become an investigative journalist Mm. cases like this where you're just like i need to solve this before i die or i won't feel good about when you're dead <laughs> you won't feel <laughs> I'll, good about I'll be it. worrying i'll be worrying i've watched every single thing i've listened to every oh, podcast wow. i don't know so if i come in hot <laughs> tell me okay and i i i already know this is gonna be controversial because i kind of know where you stand but yeah let's start off um, by reading the ransom note how about that mm, that oh, thing boy. was crazy first of all it's two and a half pages yeah it's a it's a pamphlet, really. Yeah. It's not a note. It's a novella. <laughs> mm-hmm. It goes, Mr. Ramsey, listen carefully. We are a group of individuals 
that group of individuals that represent a small foreign faction. We do respect your business, but not the country that it serves. At this time, we have your daughter in our possession. She is safe and unharmed. And if you want her to see 1997, you must follow our instructions to the letter. You will withdraw $118,000 from your account. $100,000 will be in $100 bills and the remaining $18,000 in $20 bills. Make sure that you bring an adequate size attache to the bank. When you get home, you will put the money in a brown paper bag. You will. I will call you between 8 and 10 a.m. tomorrow to instruct you on delivery. The delivery will be exhausting, so I advise you to be rested. If we monitor you getting the money early, we might call you early to arrange an earlier delivery of the money and hence earlier delivery pickup of your daughter. Any deviation of my instruction will result in the immediate execution of your daughter. You will also be denied her remains for proper burial. The two gentlemen watching over your daughter do particularly like you, so I advise you not to provoke them. Do not particularly do like Do not. You. Okay, yes, yes, yes. Important not. Speaking to anyone about your situation, such as police, FBI, etc., will result in your daughter being beheaded. If we catch you taking a stray dog, talking to a stray dog, she dies. If you alert bank authorities, she dies. If the money is in any way marked or tampered with, she dies. You will be scanned for electronic devices, and if any are found, she dies. You can try to deceive us, but we but be warned that we are familiar with law enforcement. At countermeasures and tactics, you stand a 99% chance of killing your daughter if you try to outsmart us. Follow our instructions, and you stand a 100% chance of getting her back. <laughs> okay. Um, you and your family are under constant scrutiny as well as the authorities. Don't try to grow a brain, John. You are not the only fat cat around, so don't think that killing will be difficult. Don't underestimate us, John. Use that good Southern common sense of yours. It is up to you now, John. Victory, SBTC. One of the oddest mm-hmm. ransom so notes. Not, not that I've read many, I guess. <laughs> yeah, what are you comparing it to? I don't know. Uh, that last line, use, use that good Southern common sense yes. of yours, is like such a clue, right? Like It's, so, it's like a very specific description of the person that they're talking to is that they have some like pretty intimate connection to him. Yeah, totally. And the amount is what his bonus was mm-hmm, previously, mm-hmm. which I always think it's just, I feel like with all these things, it's like they're never as complicated as we make them out to be. And so like this letter is so complicated, which makes me think who killed her is much more simple. Mm. Interesting. Hmm. Huh. It's too, it's too much, too many theatrics. Too many theatrics. Mm-hmm. Interesting that you use the word theatrics. Now, perhaps we start by putting the parents up on the board. And this, okay. this letter has been kind of like scrutinized and, and, and really dis, uh, just investigated and picked apart is the word I'm looking for. Mm-hmm. Picked apart uh, by, by so many people, the, the, the handwriting seem to have somehow matched the mother's handwriting. It was on stationery that was found inside the house. So we're assuming the the 
if it were to have been an intruder, if it was the parents, as many people believe and have speculated, then it makes sense that it was written by something that was inside the house. But if it was an intruder, right, if we're going with the intruder Mm -hmm. theory, that would mean that they either wrote it before the family got home from Christmas dinner or after they committed the crime. They sat down and wrote a two and a half page Right. No. Yeah. Very strange. Also strange. I mean, no, I feel like we're just going into this like detective, like speculative mode. But like weird that there's a ransom note and she's in the basement. Dead already. She's not uh, gone. No. Yeah. So I don't know. I what mean, was I'm, the plan here? <laughs> yeah. What was what's going right. on? This it's so confusing. If you were kidnapping, would you really take the time? No one would take that time. You'd get her and she's the ransom and all of that. It's very you confusing. Again, let's let's put the father, the father up first. This is okay. from a Rolling yeah. Stone article. Police arrived at the crime scene and sent John Ramsey and his neighbor Fleet White to search the house for anything unusual. Ramsey made a beeline straight for the basement cellar where he immediately found his deceased child. Though he'd been told to leave everything where he'd found it, he picked her up, carried the body upstairs, removed a piece of tape from the child's mouth and placed her down. He even covered her up with a throw blanket, further destroying vital physical evidence. Ramsey's unseen discovery of the body was suggested to have been the fault of a botched police investigation, which we'll talk about later. Yes. A detective on the scene claimed to have overheard John Ramsey making arrangements to fly the family to Atlanta just hours after the murder. John later admitted to this, saying that they'd been asked to leave the house and just wanted to go home to Atlanta, where they'd lived for over 25 years. Innuendo of sexual abuse began to circulate, though no evidence was ever found to prove these allegations. So the he didn't find the body though, right? He did find the body. He but did. wasn't it found by by John the father? By John and his neighbor. Yeah. Which to me is just the my first question is like, why are they looking if the police are there, why is anybody who's not a police officer looking around? Like shouldn't they just you said we're gonna talk about it later. I'll stop. <laughs> Julianne wants to speak. No, well, I feel it's really weird because they split them. So the cops looked at the top of the house and they looked at the bottom, but they let them pick. So John said, I'll I'll check the basement. So he said it first and the cops Hmm. said, okay, and we'll check the top floor. Well, why would you split up? What, that's a great question. I, I'm going to jump right in because I said we were going to talk about the police department later, but I feel like we need to talk about it now. Now, disp- the, actually, one of our uh, alarmy members was the one who recommended that we put the police department, the Boulder Police Department up on the board. Okay. And this is local hmm. low podcast, local Lou podcast. Well, not the murder, but uh, for the mystery that still surrounds it, I would put up the police department. If they handled this better from the mo- from uh, moment one, we may have better evidence. And they're right. This is from Court TV. Now, despite the notes warning not to involve police, Patsy immediately called them as well as friends and family in order to aid the search for John Bonet. 
Police arrive at 5 to 55 a.m. and found no signs of force entry, but did not search the basement where her body would eventually be found. Before John Bonet's body was even found, there were many investigative mistakes made. Only John Bonet's room was cornered off, so friends and family roamed the rest of the house, right. picking up things and potentially destroying evidence. The Boulder Police Department also shared evidence they found with the Ramses and delayed conducting their formal interviews with the parents. At 1 p.m., the detectives instructed Mr. Ramsey and a family friend to go around the house and see if anything was amiss. The first place they looked was the basement <laughs> where they found <laughs> her body. John, John Ramsey immediately picked the daughter's body up and brought her upstairs, unfortunately destroying even more potential evidence. So it botched. sounds like. It sounds like the, you know, you could make the argument like, oh, it's like some small town and they're just not used to this kind of thing. But like Boulder, I mean, I grew up in Colorado. Boulder is like a big university town. Like it's not just like some podunk town with like the sheriff who's like, what's going on here? Like this, they should, they, they're trained for this. There's crimes that well, happen here. It's funny you brought that up because apparently at the time, there was not, they, they actually didn't have a homicide department at, at wow. Boulder. And th I, I, they were used to maybe having one, two murder investigations or homicide investigations a year. So crime, crime rates were really low. On mm -hmm. top of that, it was the holidays, which I think we should put up on the board. So okay. it's like, it was essentially the B team of the Boulder Police Department. Right. <laughs> because right. these are like the on call. That's true. I mean, it's it's like, Boulder, Colorado. It's not a small tape. town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, don't let the neighbors roam the house, maybe, because they could be a suspect. Like, I don't know. I'm I, not a police I, officer, I, but it seems like common sense to me. Yeah. I think even, I don't remember where I heard this. I think it was on Morbid, this podcast. And they, like, more recently, because they have found new evidence and they've been like testing more items of DNA. Even like I think one of the ants was like cleaning the kitchen counter yes. with spray. Like what? <laughs> Just take any like fingerprints. Like you might as well vacuum the whole house. Oh yeah, <laughs> the right. dad's touching the body. I mean, it's so crazy. I mean, you could you know like people to be like to bring some humanity to it. Like people yeah. do things like they have to fix it on something when they are traumatized. And I, there's obviously a lot of trauma going on that family Absolutely. members are finding out mm -hmm. that they're missing. And you want to, it's like kind of like people who are at a funeral that they don't know how to like, so they just fix it on something. So I yeah. can imagine that being the case, but if you're the police, you have to, you got to just keep that area safe, you know? Right. That's, that's what that yellow tapes for. <laughs> that's right. Correct. <laughs> Correct. They made it yellow for a reason. Yeah, right? you'll see it. It's not brown. It's not like camouflage. It's not like a gr green. You caution. Know? <laughs> Do not cross. It says caution on it. It's not, yeah. a, it's not a limbo stick either. Like You're not supposed to go under yeah. it. Like, what else is fun. it not, Chris? <laughs> it's also not like the, the red club <laughs> tape, like the red mm -hmm. club, like velvet, whatever those the are called. Rope. Oh, the velvet like yeah. that, yes. Because okay. those you want to get past, mm -hmm. like you you yeah. get to get past <laughs> that. 
but not in the same way no. that if you're cool the, enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You can't prove to a caution tape that you're cool enough to get through. No, no. one's cool enough. No. Well, I wonder, <laughs> I wonder because it's always cool. Like the clubs are that are harder to get into are always cooler. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if clubs used caution tape instead of the red velvet mm. rope. No one would go there. They would know that they'd never get yeah, past it. That's right. an empty club. Wouldn't that make it even more <laughs> enticing to want to go there? <laughs> when was the last time you went to yeah. a club? I wonder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's been a while. I can't, mm. Yeah. Mm. honestly can't recall. Mm-hmm. I never know what to do at clubs. Mm-hmm. Well, no. why don't we put the mother up on the board? Okay. <laughs> um, this is from, uh, uh, again, from a Rolling Stone article. Patsy said she discovered a two and a half page ransom note on one of the rungs down the spiral staircase that led to the basement where John Bonet's body was found. Written in strange verbiage, the note demanded $118,000 be given to uh, the foreign faction by 10 a.m. the next day, which was later figured out to be the same amount John Ramsey's Christmas bonus from his company Access Graphics. Some sources included, including Boulder's uh, Pete, Boulder PD's former co-leading investigator, Steve Thomas, have speculated that Patsy wrote the note herself in a moment of panic after realizing that she what she'd done to John Bonet. But the handwriting analysis were eventually found to be inconclusive. John Bonet's mother, Patsy Ramsey, passed away after a 13-year battle with ovarian cancer in 2006. So they were actually never not exonerated while she was alive. Hmm. I don't think that that letter can be somebody's version. Like, I'm not sure how you can imitate the voice that that letter is in. Does that make sense? Yes. I like that. I don't. I don't see how that's possible. You don't see where what that voice is. You can't pinpoint that voice. You can imagine like a parent writing a note in that style. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because as a way to sort of obfuscate the fact that it's them, is that the sort of point that that the police are making? To me, it's such a specific, weird way of writing that that's that would be really, really hard to do. But maybe I'm wrong. I see your point, but I also think, and this might be jumping ahead. Go for it. But I do think people do weird things when they're panicked Mm. and maybe do because to me it feels like someone writing a letter in a movie like maybe what you've seen in a movie when you write a letter and that's why it feels like it's insane who who would write that but it feels like if you were criminal you Mm -hmm. might know how to write a letter better if you're not can we talk about the theories like just for for like the listeners like what the like main theories are like accusing the parents accusing intruder like i think there's two main theories one is that the parents did it another theory which we're going to talk about right now which we'll let's talk about it right now is that the brother perhaps committed the the crime and the parents covered up the the crime and is there speculation as to why the parents would have done it not oh well one theory is that she, uh, John Bonet, had uh, sometimes been wetting the bed, and mm-hmm. that the mom, in a moment of just anger, 
in the middle of the night had struck her not realizing she was going to be hit so hard and then had to cover and panicked and covered okay. up the, the crime. Now, Let's put bedwetting up on the board. Okay. okay. And this is a, from a, the Barbara Walters interview. Uh, it's actually shortened. So Barbara says, let me give the motive that is ascribed to you, Mrs. Ramsey. Was bedwetting a source of tension in your house? Patsy says, absolutely not. not. All children have accidents. Barbara says, the motive is that John Bonet wet her bed and that you got angry, you lost it, you snapped and you killed her perhaps accidentally. You could have awakened your husband and said, I did this terrible thing, John, and now we have to stage this. Patsy replied, let me tell you something. I am a cancer survivor of stage four cancer. John has lost a child in an automobile accident. That completely changes your outlook. And bedwetting is totally insignificant. I love my children. I wouldn't harm them for anything in the world. That was her response. Mm. So that's a theory. Another theory is the intruder theory. Right. Which is very plausible. Which... Also has a lot of evidence to support it, right? Yes, mm-hmm. there's some evidence that supports it. It's all very confusing evidence. Mm. Mm-hmm. Another, you know, one thing going back to the having, you know, the parents having staged the crime or having committed the crime and then working backwards and having a ransom note, like so many things would have had to fall <laughs> like you can't plan that like they did i is is i guess my point first of all it was a brutal murder mhm mhm right um, it was blunt force trauma and then also strangulation, strangulation. yeah yes and, and what- she was sexually assaulted jesus mhm so right. this is a brutal murder to you know have been done by 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 these parents who were on all from all accounts loving parents right there were mm-hmm. no signs of prior of abuse there was you know they were they were loving parents mm-hmm. yeah. and it all gets complicated by Jean Benet's participation in these like child pageants right. and like media and people talking about like the sexualization sexualization of children and the yes. fact that she was assaulted like it just goes crazy mhm right Right. Let's jump into that. And but before we do go back, there's just so many pieces to this puzzle. <laughs> yeah, I know you're like, there's we're going to do this. But actually, before we do that, let's go here. The brother has to go up on the board. Let's yes. finish putting the, the entire family. Yeah. Julianne. The nine year old. I know, but you'll understand why. Teen Vogue wrote in a 2016 CBS docuseries, an investigative team indicated that John Bonet's brother, Burke Ramsey, might have accidentally killed a six sister. The team on the show theorized that Burke hit John Bonet over the head with a flashlight after they had an argument over pineapple. This is from Entertainment Tonight. Using modern audio technology unavailable at the time, retired FBI profiler Jim Clemente and former criminal behavior expert Laura Richards managed to isolate six seconds of background conversation. According to the experts, one voice sounds like it could be John Bonet's father, John, saying, we're not speaking to you. Another voice, which they believe to be Patsy's, can be heard asking, what did you do? Followed by, help me, Jesus. A small child's voice, which the experts think could be Burke, then asks, what did you find? 
after which a f- the female voice can be heard saying, quote, we've called the police, now what? Burke was nine years old at the time. Uh, his, six, his six-year-old sister was killed and has never been named a suspect. The Boulder Police Department cleared the entire Ramsey family of any wrongdoing in 2008. So the, the, now the thing about the pineapple, when the mm-hmm. autopsy re- results came back, they found that she had eaten pineapple shortly before she was killed so it must have been at some point during the night because she had fallen asleep at at the christmas party they were at she was taken upstairs everyone went to bed so at some point and then back to your point about the family cleaning you know everyone (laughs) coming Mm -hmm. over and cleaning the countertop there had Mm -hmm. been a bowl of pineapple that was sitting Mm -hmm. on the kitchen counter that no one the, the the police didn't process like the you know no no one even noticed it <laughs> hmm. right until i think later the the results came or the i think it's photographs or, or I, it was after the autopsy that they realized pineapple might have had something to do with it um but hmm. going back to the theory of the brother mm-hmm. it's possible that he Got in a fight with his sister, was up with her in the middle of the night. Something happened. He hit her over the head. And then the parents couldn't believe what happened and tried to cover it up. That to me is the part that seems, I mean, going back to what Julian was saying earlier, how like it's some things, it's not as complicated as we make it to be. Like the the thought that the nine-year-old accidentally killed his sister and the parents reaction was to cover it up seems really extreme to me like to yeah. protect the nine-year-old from life in prison like for what what why because well, they, were right. they would be framed like it seems so like that seems conspiracy theorist a little realm bit. to me uh, and a lot of people were when i asked who do you think is to blame a lot of people said the brother now julianne tell us why people think it's the brother well, I think it's the brother. Okay, oh, my on. God. <laughs> I don't know if I'm allowed to say that yet. Of course. I've been holding off. Okay. <laughs> I This is the one I have the deepest, and I'm glad, Clayton, you brought up, like, okay, it seems really elaborate. Yeah. But when you peel everything back and you look at the brother and the history with the brother, again, I think parents would do something crazy, maybe not even for themselves, but for their own child that they already mm. were worried about. So there's, they, I, like, people have talked about that the brother had jealousy issues and kind of, like, anger issues as a young kid, Mm. and he'd smear poop on her Christmas gifts, things like that, which, like, everyone breaks it down, like, he was jealous of all the, (laughs) Christmas things, (laughs) he was jealous of all the attention (laughs) she got, but I don't know if it's that, I think some kids are born maybe more aggressive and have issues, Mm-hmm. jealousy perhaps jealousy or something that he just wasn't in control of I his see. anger mm. i don't know yeah and so and the theory is that he he maybe hit her over the head and that's what killed her and then the whole strangulation thing was something that the parents did to help cover it up afterward or did yeah which 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 seems no they say like the parents woke up they he maybe he woke them up or they woke up because she was eating the pineapple 
he came down to play with her, be with her. They got, he hit her on the head because they got in a fight. And then the parents saw this and maybe it was something they were worried about how aggressive he was with his sister anyway. Mm. And they freaked out. But always what gets me is like, I cannot imagine in any state of panic setting up my child as one of the parents like tying something around yes. their yeah, neck. That's like, so that, crazy. And also the sexual assault, you know. Right, 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 right. How like she so, had, there's DNA under her fingernails that don't match any, any of any of, any of the people in the house. And there's DNA in, uh, uh, I believe it was her underwear that yes. has mm-hmm. not matched that, the, you know, did not match any of the Ramseys. Yeah. So, but no sign of intrusion into the house. But I know that there said, was yes. a broken window to the downstairs mm-hmm. uh, cellar. That yeah, apparently, yes, John, the, the father, had gotten locked out at some point. He had broken a window and gotten into the house. They had never replaced the window for mm. months. It had it been months. Oh, so it had already been right. broken. It wasn't. Yes, it wasn't by. Um, uh, it had by already the- been broken. Another thing that was found in the basement was a suitcase that did not belong to the family. Mm-hmm. And they suspect perhaps the intruder intended to put her body into the suitcase uh. or put her, it, it, maybe if she was alive, I don't know, in the suitcase. But then they had a problem getting the suitcase out because if you if you see a, a visual of, of, of this window, it's one of these windows that's like on the ground, uh, uh-huh. on the ground window. Or something? It's a basement window. Yeah. And then you step like, down. Mm hmm. Yeah. So it's hard to get back out because you're going yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's why uh, an intruder, it's possible an intruder did this. Let, let's yeah. put that up on the board. We're what, an outside of, intruder? An intruder, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is from AP News. Retired Color- Colorado Springs d- police detective Lou Smith was called out of retirement in March 1997 to help investigators with the Ramsey case. According to Smith, evidence pointing to an intruder includes one faint markings on a suitcase under a broken basement window and on the wall under the window might be footprints. Uh, Peanut shaped foam packing material and leaves found in the basement that might have been tracked inside by someone entering through a broken basement window and DNA evidence from John Bonet's fingernails and underpants that indicates her attacker was a male. Authorities have not been able to match the DNA to a specific individual. And under that category fall a few people who have admitted or who have confessed <laughs> to having killed John Bonet, which is another extremely rare part right. of this case. Yeah. There's Gary Oliva. Okay. And this was in 2019. Gary Oliva, 54, now serving a 10 year sentence for possession of uh, child pornography, admitted in letters to a high school classmate that he killed the six year old girl, saying that, quote, by accident she died and it was my fault. In the letters to Michael Vale, his former classmate, Oliva, Oliva says, I never loved anyone like I did John Bonet, and yet I let her slip and her head bashed in half, and I watched her die. It was an accident. Please believe me, she was not like the other kids. Police have dismissed a convicted pedophile's confession to the murder of John Bonet Ramsey in Boulder, Colorado, saying the claim was already has already been investigated. Apparently, his DNA did not match. 
Okay. It was not him. Okay. So I guess there was also John Mark Carr, a teacher who said he killed John Bonet and was arrested in Thailand, but was ruled out as a suspect when his DNA failed to match uh, uh, that that DNA that was found at the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, his brother Nate Carr was certain his brother spent Christmas. Uh, 1996 with them when uh, at the time that she was slain Mm -hmm. Mark Carr professed love for John Bonet in emails with a Colorado uh, uh, professor and told a California woman he believed the girl was tortured before she was strangled but he never confessed to the murder or anything else to suggest that he might have been involved in her death again he was found not to his DNA did not match Mm. hmm Something we have the glitter guy. Mm, the glitter. He brought the glitter that she gave him into surgery. I think it was the teacher. And he he didn't do it. I mean, he was his DNA wasn't oh. there. But it was really weird that he like went into surgery. That's why they started looking at him because he mm. brought this like thing she gave him into surgery oh, with wow. him. It's weird. A lot, <laughs> yeah. a lot of weirdos. <laughs> And there was also yeah. a, a man who had been uh, Santa or had been hired to play Santa at the family Christmas gatherings in the past. Yeah. And apparently she had a very special bond with this mm-hmm. person. And it was a little strange because he showed up at the Today Show when the parents, I think, were doing an interview or anyway, he was also found uh, to not be uh, a match. A, a match. And he was also very frail, so they were like, there's no way he could have gotten in and out of that basement mm. um, uh, without any help. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, th- so yeah. many people, and yet yeah. no one has ever been found to match. Right. Something we haven't talked about is child uh, beauty pageants. Okay. Mm-hmm. Which I feel mm-hmm. like we should at least... Mention. Mention, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big part of this case. This is uh, from ABC News. Ramsey said he remembers uh, his little girl in a parade just days before John Bonet was found killed. Patsy's mother later told me that a strange man approached the car during the parade and it made her uncomfortable. I think about these things now and it makes me cringe. We were so naive. I now believe with all my heart that it's not a good idea to put your child on public display. Patsy Ramsey was a beauty queen herself and John Bonet very much wanted to take part in pageants after seeing her mother on stage. But letting his daughter compete in pageants is something he regrets. Quote, only because that possibly might have drawn attention to us, he said. I don't know. But advice to a parent is just recognize that regardless of where you live, there could be evil around you. And don't be naive about it and keep your kids protected. I mean, that's hmm. like every parent's nightmare. Like, you can't, what can you really do about that? <laughs> Other than like I know. Helicopter parent in case something goes wrong. I know. I, you know, people go hard on the, on the child pageant angle there's, there's a lot of victim about shaming about yes it, yeah though. yes you know where it's like well she was a, ch- a a child beauty queen what so what what do you mean so what? by that right are you trying to say what are you trying to say right. I, i'm not saying that i'm a huge beauty pageant fan you know i think it there's it's it can be very problematic right but mm-hmm. yeah but i also you know restrain from blaming that in this uh, you know right. when it comes to this 
It right. just seems like a weird con- conclusion to draw that somehow her participation in like beauty pageants had anything to do with the like the assault or the nature of the the murder. You know, like why? Right. Uh, otherwise, um, like there would be young beauty kids killed all the time. Like that's not like a th- right, statistic. Right, right. You know. Mm-hmm. Well, and also like how is she? on display like it's not like she's necessary and i don't know i guess i don't know are kids televised like unless maybe it was told to all the people in their town and they knew that but it's like she wasn't really put on display that and all the people they're saying could have been the intruder a teacher uh you know Mm -hmm. santa claus (laughs) like they're not people necessarily going to her shows and watching and so i agree seems like a media element you know like the media pushing that narrative media finally we need to put the media up yes at least for for for, you know the 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 coverage the the coverage yeah this is from Mm -hmm. courtroomtv.com the police at the da's office deliberately leaked false stories to the media and then the media was at fault for not double checking and double checking and then uh as you know it's just second nature you just have to do it here's one side here's the other for example, uh, police told journalists that Pan- Patsy Ramsey had never given DNA, but she had. The information leaked to media by law enforcement set this case off as anti-Ramsey, and that's what I uh, wanted to correct, the inaccuracies. I don't have a position, but I do want it to be accurate, Woodward said. Hmm. So they did not do a great job of painting any possible any other possible uh versions of what might have happened during this case it was just like they focused in on the ramses and that's all that they were interested in that was the uh, only angle they seemed to take but uh, but then they the you know if you're gonna go hard on one angle you better have the all the evidence to like Mm -hmm. support it (laughs) you can't just be selective in your reporting well, the Ramseys yeah. have filed lawsuits now, I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yes. Multiple yeah. against certain news outlets. Yeah, I feel like it was kind of an easy, like, even with the mom, it's like, that's where I do feel for the family because they were so blamed about putting her in pageants and, like, blamed about it doing it themselves, which is kind of two, like, different narratives. Like, well, you put her up and sexualized her and you did this to her mm, on purpose mm, mm. so kinda. just sensational media maybe that's what we call it mm-hmm. sure now is there anything you feel like we're missing should we i feel like we covered kind of like a <laughs> a big mm-hmm. broad umbrella a huge we 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 opened up a huge umbrella mm-hmm. <clears throat> we did something we sort of at least with the parents, or at least I would say the family as a whole, Mm. they left town like a couple days after it happened for John's business trip, which I just cannot imagine leaving town after Mm. my daughter was murdered and our house is being invested, like for a business trip. Mm -hmm. There's nothing lines up. Like, Why would you do that? That's interesting. Hmm. And yet again, mm-hmm. would you want to stay in the house where your daughter no. was kidnapped and murdered? But I, I take no. your point where it's like, wouldn't you want to be close to the investigation? Wouldn't you want it yes. to uh, 
just to have an eye on it. Um, okay. Well, weird, right? It's weird. weird. I, I feel like we should take a quick break and then we're going to start knocking things off the board. Okay. Who's to blame for the John Bonet Ramsey murder? Is it John Ramsey, Patsy Ramsey, Boulder Police Department, the holidays, bedwetting, Burke Ramsey, an intruder, Gary Oliva, Mark, uh, John Mark Carr, child beauty pageants, or sensationalized media? <laughs> now, I think we should specify what we're trying to blame yeah. at this point. Yeah, because we don't know who's to blame. As much as I want to be an investigator, just like Julianne, mm-hmm. <laughs> I now's your shot. You yeah, figure this I, one out. You could. They could just. They'll skip you right to the front of that line. <laughs> You'll get like one of those fast passes, like at Disneyland. You mm. could be like, "Here, you're a you're a detective now." I don't know. Call me crazy. I don't feel qualified to uh, <laughs> to uh, to place blame on a certain individual. There's just not a, a, enough evidence. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think we should try and figure out who's to blame for the for the frenzy. The hmm. the chaos of the case. Sure. Like sure. why it hasn't been solved, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, if that's the case, I think we can take first of all the 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 mm. the, the, the individuals. The <laughs> no, that stays on. <laughs> uh Gary Oliva and Mark uh John Mark Carr, who were yeah actually said that they the you know their dna did not match sure. any of the evidence at the mm-hmm. crime scene sure i also think i mean i mean unless you think he did it you'd probably wouldn't blame burke ramsey for the that's chaos. what i was gonna say yeah i think we can take burke yeah off the list I'm going to say take it off, even though I feel fine blaming. Wow. (laughs) I feel qualified. Qualified and okay. (laughs) I have no qualifications, but I feel qualified. She doesn't need um, that fast pass. That's for another podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now, bedwetting. I just don't think there's enough evidence to support it. Mm Mm-mm. Let's see. I guess we can take the holidays off. But I will say that it did <laughs> did cause it was part of the chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, the holidays can be chaotic. Well, they and were at they a can... holiday party the night it happened. Mm. Mm. Yeah. And I, I was more thinking about the 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 B team that was uh, came in right. Right. To, right. to try and solve the or take over the investigation. Mm-hmm. They were not the most qualified. I've never considered that. That's pretty eye-opening. You'd mm. have a B team for the holiday. I mean, it's right. commitment. Mm. Well, if you're a senior. And like a little too trusting. You're just like, oh. You know, yeah. There's no way these people did it. So mm-hmm. we'll have them help us look around. <laughs> you know, like the assumption there. Right. 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 The, like the, everyone's <laughs> a suspect initially, right? That's like the whole point. Everyone's a suspect. Yes. Yeah. Hey, right. can you help me? <laughs> Join yeah. in. You pick where to look. <laughs> like, okay. Um, we have an intruder. Um, can it? Can the intruder? Well, I guess the mystery intruder could be blamed, right? Mm-hmm. Chris is saying yes. No, I don't oh. know. I 
sorry, before we even say anything, child beauty pageants, take those off. Take yeah, that off. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah. Gotta get rid of that. Um, what do you think, Chris? Um well, an intruder you'd have to be pretty certain was the one who did it. Again, it sort of mm. falls under in this case. What we're blaming is the chaos that's right. surrounds right. the murder. So, Unless you were to sort of definitively blame an intruder, you can't really blame the chaos on an intruder. That's correct. But I will say for the record, I think if just like Julianne thinks it's Burke, I think mm-hmm. it's more likely an intruder than the parents, than the brother. Mm. Yeah. Mm. You think that in that order, you think it's intruder and then maybe parents and then the brother? Is that what you're saying? Uh, no, I, I think wrong? that I I don't think that I actually don't think the parents did it. If anything, mm. either an intruder or maybe I guess the the brother theory for me is understandable but far fetched. Still, right? It's clo- It's easier to believe more than just the parents doing it. Yes, is what you're saying. Yes, yeah. yeah. To me, the DNA plays a big part in it yeah. too. It's like if they are able to match. Or if they have actual DNA and it's not matching, unless like they're just doing really bad testing. Right. That right. like how do you it just seems like you gotta yeah. factor that in. So we'll take the parents off as well. Yeah. So we're left with Boulder Police Department and sensationalized media. And that it's gonna be hard to pick one of those. Right. Look, who there's a reason why gets... we pay taxes to a police department for protection and justice. And um, in this case, they just haven't figured it out yet. So you got to think that they're yeah. the ones who have to solve this chaotic situation. It's your job. Yeah. So what do you think? Do we slap <sighs> the sensationalized media and uh, send the Boulder yes. Police Department? I think so. Absolutely. It's okay. the, I mean, the media came afterward, right? It, the, the, the Boulder police walked in there and just, mm-hmm. yeah, tore up this crime scene along well, with the family who were just like decimating every <laughs> possible like bit of evidence. Yeah. The biggest, uh, I, I agree, the police should definitely be the ones because if you look at the Idaho case right now uh-huh. of the, the college students killed, that whole thing has been pretty easily solved because they were relentless and like kept everyone away and almost kept the media away and really mm. quiet to the point you were like, hopefully they're doing something about it. And then they did. Mm. So I feel like mm. this is where they, you know. Oh mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to point out that just last week we ended up sl- uh, sending the, the media to the alarmist jail. And for a long time, really? I've oh. been against, it was after we spoke to our expert on daylight saving time. And, uh, you know, I, I, for years since I started this podcast, I've been kind of like, I don't want to blame the media. I feel like that's too easy, mm. you know? Right. But I think for these past two episodes, I do feel like there's a responsibility to, uh, f- on the media's part, to make sure that it's a, a well-rounded investigation, and this frenzy did not help mm. the, yeah. um, just the investigation itself, because so yeah. many people then started, you know, new pieces of 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 the case, parts of the case that they shouldn't have known. So, I mean, 
Anyway, I just wanted to point it out. But yeah, media. Yeah. I'm totally. going to call This it. is your time. Yeah. <laughs> You're having a moment right now, yeah. media. We've got your eye on you. <laughs> Sensationalized media. You're getting the big slap. <laughs> Boulder Police Department. You're going to the alarmist jail. Wow. All right. So we've got an entire police mm-hmm. department in our alarmist jail. Yeah. Um, being from Colorado, Clayton, how do you feel? Indifferent. <laughs> I'm totally honest. I'll tell you what, Boulder's going to have to find some uh, new police, I guess. I yeah, they better keep working. Yeah. They oh. still have a shot. So, okay, so you're saying that they have to work from jail. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is the jail. These are the, this is the Boulder Police Department of 1990. Yeah. We're uh, involved six, in the investigation. Not yes. the current. Yeah. Not the current. Right. Okay. Right. Right. So you're, you're, you're fine, Boulder. <laughs> but if I was the current, I'd do everything in my power to solve it. Uh-huh. I might go join them. <laughs> I might go move there and okay. try to solve it with them. We'll see. <laughs> Well, uh, make sure to write. Okay. Yeah, us keep us goes. updated. Bring a parka. It's cold yes. up there. It's I've cold never been there. I've never been. Oh, good. <laughs> Julianne, thank you so much for joining us today and helping us get to the bottom of the John Bene Ramsey murder case. Of course. We'll keep trying. <laughs> After enduring a relentless media barrage, the Ramsey family moved out of Colorado six months after John Bonet's murder. Her mother, Patsy, died of ovarian cancer in 2006. In 2008, prosecutors publicly announced that John and Patsy were not responsible for their daughter's murder and that DNA pointed to an unexplained third party. John Ramsey still retains hope that evidence will track down his daughter's killer. Visit our website and let us know who you think is to blame at www.thealarmistpodcast.com and follow us on Instagram at The Alarmist Podcast and on Twitter at Alarmist The. You can also send us your thoughts via email to thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com. Today's episode was produced and engineered by Clayton Early with fact-checking by Chris Smith and editing by Molly Hockey. Thank you to our associate producer and researcher, Alex Paul. The Alarmist is executive produced by Rebecca Delgado-Smith and the Erios Network. Tune in next week. We'll be discussing the deaths of Cloud Cahan and Marcel Moore. Erios. Powered by ACAST.